0: I can't live if living was without you, Path Girl. I can't can't
1: live. live. I can't can't live live anymore.
0: (laughs) Dude, I watched the documentary on that song, like, both of the co writers fucking committed suicide. And then the guy that sang that, Gillish or whatever his name was. Uh, died of a heart attack at like 36 or something like it really didn't have a happy ending for any of them because apparently none of them could live without you path girl Aww. you are the death rattle of musicians
2: uh, uh, i have i have one thing left to say <gasps> path girl <laughs>
0: The show you're about to hear is for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. That means you don't have to listen to it. But if you're curious, here we go. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? The Birdie Podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? The Birdie
1: Podcast. Well, come and join our kinky world of play. The Birdie Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind.
2: Recording on Dencaster from the fifth circle of hell, I'm Path Girl.
0: (laughs) I am Count Boogie. Path girl, you don't sound thrilled and happy. It's it's, it's been a week. Was there sex and shenanigans? Because I have lots of stuff to share about, but did you have at least some penetrato this yes,
2: week? Yes. I earlier in the week, uh Donis was over for a couple of nights, so I did have some nice penetrato with him, and he actually did this kind of cool move where like I was on top of him, reverse cowgirl, and he's like, Don't move. I'm like, Okay. And he slid his legs out from behind me, or like through my through my legs and kind of got behind me doggy style. I'm like, Oh, that's a neat trick.
1: Well, he's skinny.
0: He can do it. Yeah. He can make maneuvers like that. Like, literally, if you mounted me, it'd be like a fucking beluga whale laying there going,
1: this is the position
0: you're going to get. He's all, like, kind Um, of slim, and he can move around, and he's all, hey, I'm going to slip into doggy from here. Yeah, (sighs) Fuck that guy, man. But uh, (laughs) just fuck that guy.
2: You were singing his praises last episode. I was, but now
0: <laughs> fucking, he's all fucking spry. He's all spry and maneuverability guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I used to be spry. Now, beluga whale, that's me with the jiggly head. But that's not what's important. First off, welcome to all our pee zombies, zams, and zits out there. Woo-hoo. Welcome new listeners to Perverted Podcast. We got a hell of a show for you today. Path Girl and I are here going to have some interesting discussions about some fun kinky stuff. Then Enigma's yeah. coming up a little bit later. We're going to be talking about some cook queening and, and uh, trial and error that's going on with that. We got a
2: hell of a. Fucking
0: show for you
2: and and did I hear you tell me correctly? We also have some new patrons. So hello, new patrons. Thank you. We do have some
0: new patrons. Hello and welcome to our new patrons that uh, support our show. Thank you so much. But that's not what's important, Path Girl. Yes, I actually have a little bit of news. And well, first I gotta I gotta do something before the big news. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the show, the very end of the show, after we say goodbyes and everything, I am a failed musician. And so I play one of my crappy songs at the end of the show just to feel like I'm at least playing them for someone. You don't have to listen. It's all the way at the end. But if you're new and you're wondering, what the fuck is this? Crap song at the end of the show. That's me. Thank you very much. Get the fuck over. It's my show. So, but sometimes, and I always put it at the very end, because you know, our show's about kink and stuff like that. And at the end, that's my vanity. I don't get paid, we don't get paid fucking shit to do this show. So um, that's my vanity. But sometimes, Path Girl, yes. sometimes I come across a song and I write and finish a song that is so amazing. That is so inspiring that it cannot wait for the end of the show.
2: Oh, uh, boy.
0: <laughs> and I'm just going to say fucking, di- I'm sorry. It's, it's too good.
1: Everybody's got a little warm for the side. I can't break it Wow. Hey, <laughs> little boy, cool. Just a good amount. Still down, we're blind.
2: Were you having a stroke? <laughs> Sometimes
0: you don't even need real lyrics. It's mm-hmm. just so good.
2: Perfect. Oh, it, it's something. It's perfect. <laughs> Shut up! It's a hit!
0: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I do have some real news, though. Yay! I do have some actual real news. So I actually went to another munch. Woohoo! Another munch and... I spoke with an actual woman. What? It's true. It is true, Mr. A live one? I, I'm pretty sure. I You know, <laughs> there was definitely interaction. She could have been AI. I could have been hallucinating off, like, pizza ayahuasca or some fucking weird <laughs> drug or something. <laughs> Which would suck as I'm sober, but if you take ayahuasca, I would definitely not be sober at that moment. But I'm pretty sure we had a nice talk for an hour, and then it gets even better. gets even better. I know the perverted podcast listeners know that I haven't, I haven't touched anyone or dated or anything in over a year, which makes mm-hmm. me pretty lame having a kink podcast and nothing to really talk about. I was invited to a private party. Oh! <gasps>
2: Oh, that is so awesome. I'm so excited for you. Ah,
0: you should be excited because it was Sunday, which was two days oh. ago.
2: Oh, oh, oh. So we have no... Oh, I didn't even hear about this. Yay. Mm. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me.
0: And I, Count Boogie, the lord of all that is sexuality and godliness, I spanked a glorious ass. <gasps> oh.
2: I had a... Full
0: on spanking play scene with said woman that uh, I talked to, not on pizza ayahuasca, and uh, and it was it was awesome. It oh, was like I oh. like all oh, okay. What.
2: Let me let me channel my inner boogie. Details, details, details. I want all the details. I'll spare nothing.
0: I will <laughs> give details. Well, it's a it's a party I used to go to. The person who had the party. I mean, I used to go to this party when I first got into the lifestyle. It's basically like it's someone's house. It's like a church social. There's a okay. fi- but there's spanking and it's a it's a play party, <laughs> but at a private home. And it is always one of my best memories. This person's awesome. And he was one of the people that made me feel welcome again a few weeks Aww. ago when I reached out and he said, Hey, I'm having a private party at my house and you know, you can come. And I was like, a party? What the fuck? So, uh,
3: <laughs>
0: so I did and I went and like I said, it's like a church social. Everyone brings food and I brought fried chicken and. And everyone's just so mellow there. It's just, and it was exactly as it was 15 years ago. Everyone was mellow and nice and cracking jokes. And they're playing Jenga. And this woman that I spoke with for an hour, uh, who is listened to our show, which I was so excited because that's an end for me, <laughs> but, but, uh, and I just, you know, I'm not going to hold back. I'm like, so do you want to play? And she's like, Yeah. And so I was able to then go, okay, I know we're supposed to
1: talk about some things.
2: No. Have... What? What? How, we, how do we start this again? Uh, do I spend I
0: went on the Googles, spend? I looked up negotiation <laughs> and no, I mean, uh, I did bring some toys and I did, you know, I know I'm a whore. So if someone's there and I, I will ask someone to play, whether it's been a long time or not, but it was mm. nice. We had a wonderful conversation and we negotiated things And, you know, what types of things do you like? What don't you like? And it was a very nice conversation. And then we just literally got up and I'm like, well, we should probably do this now because I have waited way too long Mm -hmm. to touch an ass. (laughs) So and she was very okay with that. And we went into one of the rooms and I set out my toys and I said, why don't you go ahead and pick a few things that you want? And, of course, the green eggs and ham Dr. Seuss spanking Ah. paddle was uh that was a big that was a big winner and right. uh she picked some toys a few paddles and and then uh path girl mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain this to you i have lived with many crazy voices in my head
2: mm-hmm.
0: for the last few years um yeah. like 54 of them but in <laughs> particular extra crazy because I've been very isolated. And so it's me talking to me and my voices and dealing with the things and all the world around me. And, and so it's just a very hyper thinking brain. And it took about three seconds when I cupped my hand and I started just touching her and touching her bottom and her legs And just feeling the presence of this woman under me, somebody that I liked, I was attracted to, that we had nice conversations, we had some things in common. Now it was time to just explore her in a scene. And just it took literally one pop, one little quirky pop, just that warm up pop, pop. Mm -hmm. And all of the voices went away. And it became all about. Me being the conductor and her being all of the instruments in the orchestra. And uh, that m- wait,
2: underwear on or off?
0: No, she had her under panties on. Okay. Okay? And, uh, yeah, this is yeah, this is this is my friend's house. I'm not gonna fucking be like, hey, how about some fucking deep throat and rape hard anal for you? No,
2: but but just to see what her her level of comfort was was No, it was, no, she's know, whether an
0: whether exper- she she's an out. experienced player, and I'm sure okay, cool. in the back of her mind she's like oh my God, I wish this love God would fuck me hard. I'm sure she had to hold back, but I'm like, hey, introductory placing, scene. Right. And it was just everything fell right into place and just, oh, just awesome. watching her body and checking on her feet, you know, because she was in a position where she was on her toes and making sure ergonomically that I was the one giving the stinging sensations and not, her you know environment around her and i was able to just let go of the world and just be about this scene and, and so using the paddles and you know checking her reactions and seeing what things made her jump a little and what made her kind of and she went very non-verbal she's all like, i go non i'm like adios take off mm-hmm. you know so that doesn't bother me at all I was still able to just, you know, cause when they go nonverbal, you just read the body and that's right. It's all right. about the body. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, all types of scenes are fun, but nonverbal scenes are right. really about going inward and kind of mm-hmm. just seeing where you can take them in their mind. And especially in a first scene where it's like, there's the mm-hmm. little nervousness and, and whatever, you don't expect to go super crazy into, you know, meditation, you know, deep living on the mountains, you know, type of meditation, but you are going to go somewhere. Right. And, uh, and so it was wonderful. And, and then I had also told her, I, you know, I did massage and whatever. And she's like, Oh, that's all okay too. Um, mm-hmm. So I was <laughs> able to just climb on top of her. Eventually I put her on the bed and then climbed on top of her and, you know, did, a, you know, some massage techniques of Ooh. digging and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of groping and whatever. The only thing I didn't do and I was mad and we were both mad at the end, because I'm like, God, I just want to bite this ass and just bite her and mm. just start eating her flesh. And But the rule is, is you don't negotiate mid-scene. Sp-
2: exactly. So
0: I'm like, well, not going to do this. But I'm like, I want exactly. I want to eat the butt. And I want like to bite the hiney. I want to bite it. <laughs> and then afterwards, finding out that she's all, oh, yeah, I love to be fucking bit. That would have been totally oh. awesome. And I'm like, all right, save that for next time. But it was just uh, really, it was nice. And then, of course, it was fun to, you know, once I brought out the Dr. Seuss paddle, you know, I just start rubbing it over her butt and she doesn't know which one it is. And I just very darkly lean into her and say, would you, could you, in a box? And she's like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and I swatter ass with it. Would you? Could you? With a fox? And I was able to go back into the. Di- I used to have most of the book memorized. It was a lot of fun playing with the Dr. Seuss books, and uh, and so it was a lot of fun. And it was just, I didn't push anything. Like I wasn't trying to, you know, knock any home runs out of the park. It was just really that moment of going, oh yeah, by the way, I'm kinky, and I yeah. fucking love doing this. And I love being in control and I love getting somewhere other than where they were in the world beforehand when you can have them be present with you. And so it was a a very, it was wonderful to play.
2: That sounds like a really good, like, whole series of events. I mean, especially you're talking about, you know, good negotiation, especially if you've never played with this person before and, you know, laid out all the toys and let her pick what she was comfortable with. And, and especially the, the two things that for the newer listeners that, number one, that if somebody goes nonverbal, and I'm somebody that can go nonverbal when I play during a scene. Right you need to let your partner know in on your cues. I mean, I've seen some people hold something in their hand, and when they drop it out of their hand, that's their sure, red sure. or like, you, like you said, pay attention to their body language. Like me, especially my head tends to droop down and I start to lean forward. And my partners know that if I start to do that, okay, now it's time to bring her down. Yeah. But then also, especially don't negotiate mid scene. It may be hot at the moment, but someone might say, yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. And then afterwards, well, that really was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're basically next time. Yeah.
0: You're basically high at that point you're exactly. uh, depending not everyone goes into subspace or dom space right. not everyone has all those endorphins endorphamins, dopamine <laughs> and endorphins uh, releasing um but you never want to trust that somebody may seem very coherent but they could be spaced out in another planet exactly. and it's the same thing as being intoxicated so exactly. uh, that is where non-consensual <laughs> things can happen because you're right. not allowed to, you're not allowed to legally get consent if someone's inebriated, and uh, exactly. when you're messing with people's brain chemicals, that's not. And you know, people get in trouble with that. Hey, is it okay if I slip a finger in your ass? Uh, that can, you know, maybe go well, but it can also afterwards go. I really, really wouldn't. Badly. I would have never made that decision. In my right mind, this was this was a bad idea. So
2: yeah. So here's the big question I have: Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll play with her again?
0: Oh yeah, she can't get enough of me. Are you kidding me?
2: Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I hope so. I don't know, maybe.
2: Uh, (laughs) Can can, can, can I can I just scream this from the top of my lungs? What? The love god is back.
0: (laughs) The fucking love god is back. Is a zebra
2: labia all covered with stripes?
0: Seek our godly wisdom on some fucking advice. So now that we talked all fucking cool and sweet and nice lovey-dovey scene, let's talk about CNC, Path Girl. Whoop, whoop. We have a new <laughs> listener. We yes. have a new, and not just a lo- new listeners, uh, perverted podcast listeners that have been around for a while, people that have been in the lifestyle for a long time, will understand how wonderful it is when somebody new comes into your world and they're very excited and they're very energetic and they're curious and they're hungry and they want more information and they want to learn things. And it, it literally makes this show just sizzle to me. It is, it is one of the things that I love the most is when people are excited about their kink and learning things and they're eager. It literally just, I i mean, that is, that's why we love emails. That's why we love people's questions. But when people are new and excited, it, it, it is.
2: I love it. Because
0: it, it, it reminds me how exciting what we do is. Cause sometimes you've mm-hmm. been, you know, you've been playing for years on and off and you know, there's ebb and flow in that. But sometimes it's just remembering, oh yeah, this is fucking a really rare and special treat to be able to explore your sexuality and to be able to find other people that aren't going to make you feel ashamed and like a freak.
2: Exactly. And
0: once you find those people, how liberating that is, how exciting that is, how empowering that is. And so... uh we have this new listener. We're not going to give her name, but, uh, I will say to our listeners that path girl and I just for curiosity's sake, just for, you know, the sake of making sure that she, for research purposes, for research purposes only path girl is a pathologist. You are a scientist. Are a scientist. Know, so. We <laughs> did maybe go in per her profile and, uh, Quite a zesty little thing.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find words for it that aren't inappropriate.
0: (laughs) Super cute. Super. So this is our new excited listener. And, of course, she wants to ask about CNC because she really wants it and is curious. She has a question, and maybe we can help with it.
2: Okay, so now granted, um, English is not her first language, so when she wrote in, um, I'm going to have to abbreviate some of it because it's just the English is a little rough. So it says, hello, and thank you so much for your podcast. I first saw you on YouTube a few years ago, and today I listened to my first podcast episode. There is one thing I would like you guys to talk about. I have no English word for it, but it's like punish fuck. Sort of like consensual non-consent fuck type, but when you use your slave with a rough round of fucking as a way to punish for an attempted escape or rebellion, I feel like this is a very rare thing to come by, and I have yet to meet a partner who's comfortable with this. I've been very careful about starting slow with mild wrestling, mild versions of objections, you know, but they get uncomfortable with it. I believe it because it relates to rape, I guess. So is this a rare kink, a fetish? I'm starting to feel ashamed. Up because of it, and it's hard to find someone who is as badass and confident as I would like. I know it might come with trust and time, but the two times I tried with different partners, they were terrified. Thank you again for your amazing podcast. It really makes me feel better about myself and my fetish, and I've learned so many things that help me feel more at ease.
0: Uh, The first thing I would like to reach out, and of course, you know, I always write back a a little something, you know, in case it takes us a long time to get to this on the show. But I think I, I represent a very large percentage of our perverted podcast family when you say your desires are absolutely nothing to be ashamed of.
3: Exactly. And not
0: only that, you have the two hosts of this show fucking... Wishing we had a teleporter so we could come and help you with this fucking fantasy. That's how not uncommon it is. Yes. This is CNC, consensual non-consent. These types of ravaging power exchange role plays that are visceral and aggressive are actually very common amongst many kinksters in the kinky lifestyle. So first off, get that shit out of your head. This is something – it may be – yes, it is difficult even in the lifestyle to find people that can be at the level of aggression that you may want. Right. But it is surely not an uncommon fantasy. It is something that we think of a lot, and it's because it's part of nature, that that visceral, primal, alpha, giving up your power, loss of control, being used – uh, You know, those types of things are actually just very much our nature. We're an aggressive sexual species of people. But now we've kind of learned and been told this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But absolutely, this is not bad.
2: Right. I I want to point blank say directly to that listener and everyone else who is listening. I don't want you ever to feel ashamed about whatever kink you have, that being said, not everyone is comfortable with what they call rape play. But if you look at consensual non-consent, consensual non-consent doesn't have to be rape play. Consensual non-consent basically is something you are doing to someone else that is not a hard limit for them. They're accepting of it. They may not like it that much, but it is not an absolute hard limit that you're breaking. And they're agreeing to do it either because it pleases the other person or in a way they're getting off on it because, well, I really don't like this, but I like doing it with this person. So it's okay.
0: Or they like the humiliation that then transforms into arousal after the scene or the the punishment or anything. So it's there is a means to the end. And at the end, there is something that is very satisfying to the person receiving the non-consensual role-play behavior. Right. So it's just an right. entire process. But the idea of consensual non-consent is very popular in this lifestyle. But as we said, the practicalities of that, of course, going back to those early basics that we've talked about on the show a lot, is understanding the tremendous difference between the C and the NC. Right. Between the consensual consensual and the non-consensual. Right. We are all mostly very aware of the things that are non-consensual, um, especially when you're talking about sexually being used, being punished, and then, of course, getting into what is very triggering for many people who have experienced sexual assault or rape. Right, And we play with that in this lifestyle, and there is a whole spectrum of – People that do it for very healthy reasons, empowering reasons, taking the power back from their sexual assaults to the negative self-harming reasons, Mm -hmm. which is what the C part is for. The consensual part is where you go on a journey of discovery with your partner to see if not just the bottom, but the bottom and the top are healthy enough to explore this type of play. Right. And that is what is important to understand. This is not an actual non-consensual play scene. This is a consensual non-consensual play scene. In non-consent, they do not negotiate first. They don't set up boundaries. There's no safe word, no plan of action if there's a problem. There's no mutual respect or consideration. And there is no aftercare in a real non-consensual play. Mm -hmm. But in consensual non-consent, You first do that discovery with your partner, and then after that, you get to role play in the energy of a non-consensual circumstance. So what makes this so difficult to do is because you're dancing around that if those things were all removed, all those positive negotiations and boundaries were removed, this would absolutely be a non-consensual type of thing that happens in our in our society. So some people on the top end for pretty good reasons are very concerned about whether or not that this makes them a bad person for inflicting this type of aggression on another person. And we've talked about this on the show. It's actually very healthy for someone to be concerned about whether or not this is the right thing to do to another human being. It is absolutely important that somebody has that consideration, but I'll let you go. I have 4,000 pages of notes
2: yeah. on yeah. this.
0: So you I go mean, ahead and take.
2: The the first thing that everyone needs to realize is, I mean, a lot of people in the, in the lifestyle can, you know, heavily equate CNC to rate play. Sure. Okay. So if we're going to talk about it in that aspect, not everyone is cut out to do a simulated rape scene. Sure. Whether it be too triggering to them, whether it be like you said, dancing on the fact of mm, this might be illegal or this might be something that can hurt me later, not everyone is is cut out for it and sure. that's okay. Sure. That being said, I am someone who really loves to do and has done multiple consensual non-consent rape simulated rape scenes with multiple partners. I've had partners that I've been in relationships with for a long time and just took one look at them and said, I can't put that, I can't put that, that guy in that space in my head. You have to be able to take the actions of that person, which can be violent, which can be out of a, 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 a consented to scene, very damaging sure and understand that underlying that scene there is a person in control right. so for me when uh the one i used to primarily play with was one of my ex-poly partners and we used to actually go so far as he worked nights and there'd be times that i would be off from work because i work days i would rent a hotel room and i w- we would consensual non-consent scenes have the highest level of negotiation there can be because you have to think about oh, every yeah, single things, thing yeah. that might happen. Is it okay if I face slap you? Is it okay if I kick you in the nuts? Is it okay if I bite you? All those things that if you were physically being assaulted in real vanilla life, you would do to get away from your assailant, male or female, right? Okay, but he would actually wake me up at knife point with a you know a safety uh, bound blade to my neck and say. If you fucking scream, I will kill you. And then we would go at, you know, we had a bunch of things in place. Like for him, slapping in the face was very triggering. So I understood that if I slapped him in the face, things could go wrong. So if it happened in, in, during a scene by accident, we'd immediately call red, check in and go, okay, we're fine. But for me, there'll be times I would be doing these simulated rape scenes and my physical brain would turn over and say, Oh, crap. This is real. This is real. Oh, my God. And I would have my guy partners every once in a while whisper in my ear, Good girl. Right. That lets me know number one, this is for fun. This is not real. And number two, that they're still in control. So that way, that was their little reminder to me about we're having fun. I'm in control. You're consenting to this. And we're going to do this together to explore our boundaries.
0: Fantastic. Those are all
1: fantastic
0: points. There's other things in preparing, like in the situation of our poster, she's having a tough time finding partners that are willing to do these types of things with her. Right. And there's groundwork that you can do as the bottom because for a lot of people, they may be willing to be that aggressive with you and wrestle you down and take you. In the way that you desire and the way that's also fun for them, Mm -hmm. but they need to be sure that you're mentally stable Yeah, because that's the negative side of this is that if you're somebody who has a lot of self-hatred and a lot of self-negative attitudes or, you know, you're acting out, you know, mental issues on yourself, that top should not be doing that with you because you're just we that's a given. So what the top needs to believe is that you are sane. So that's where you have to negotiate with your top and explain to them, this is why I desire this. This is it's it's exciting for me in this sense. No, I don't actually want this to be truly non-consensual to where I'm in danger of my life. I want there to be this negotiation. I want us to have the debriefing. I want us to have the boundaries in place. But also, I need to let you, the top, know that I am an adult person who is able to make informed decisions about my own sexuality. You don't need to second guess for me. I will tell you that I am capable of making this decision as long as we negotiate all of our safety and making sure that we're both on the same page going into this. We have an escape plan. We have a plan just like you did Right. having the good girl in place. We have our things in place. And then that gives us the ability to be primal and visceral and know that we've done all these things. Cause a lot of times, especially when you're talking about male to female, you know, Mm -hmm. we've been trained so much of how awful it is to do things non-consensually to someone. And to be accused of that, to be, you know, like, I just thought we were having fun. You know, sometimes we're dumb guys and we really need to be reassured that that this is that we're all on the same page, that in the end, this is supposed to be fun and sexy and liberating and empowering and dirty because we like dirty sex. But the bottom has to do their groundwork. To also right. establish, I am a sane person.
2: Right. And, and for, just from my experience, I've had the types of scenes that it sounds like she wants. I've had the, I'm going to kick, bite, scream, anything right. I can do to my partners that we've consented to, to do that. But again, it has to be like, you have to be able to separate the assailant from the play partner yeah, and there are so many people that cannot put that divide in their brain going this is play this is not play yeah the best thing i could say going forward for, for her is that this is not something you're going to do with someone on the second or third time you have sex or have a scene yeah. this is going to take weeks if not months Of heavily talking to someone, getting to know their mindset, getting to know their core values, what they're okay and what they're not okay with, and building up that trust, doing the legwork. There are people out there, even in that remote place that you are, that are into this. There are thousands of people who are into this, but probably hundreds of thousands. You know, you look at Vanilla Lifestyle and, you know, you rip the bodice off the, you know, in the romance novels and then, you know, take her in the barn somewhere. It's just. The majority of people are not used to this, but there are plenty of people that are. And it's just, if you find someone who's interested in this, do the groundwork to build up that trust, do the talking, even if it's four or five times of talking and getting all that negotiating out and covering everything you could think of. And then you could start looking into it. Start, like you said, you're, you're going the right way with starting slow with mild wrestling and mild objecting, but you have to do the groundwork.
0: Great great question. Always fun to talk about CNC. And, uh, and and it's important because if you do it wrong, you can not only get in trouble. It has a high, it is one of the highest risk plays in this yes. lifestyle, so you have to really treat it with respect. It can be amazing and fun and all of that stuff, but you have to treat it with respect. Great great letter. Great letter should you pet it should you wet it what's the proper way to get it we don't want you to regret it so we answer stuff from reddit i gave my enigma a cherry that had no bone because we both have erectile dysfunction i gave (laughs) my love enigma (laughs)
3: <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this i don't i don't but... either I was, I was excited about a cherry there for a second um there
0: was gonna be a cherry look no 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 i uh i'm sure we've talked about this before i have never have you ever been with a virgin
3: uh no i have not i've i've been with people who, like neither. who have been as as inexperienced as i was but like still had been with other people so like newbies but not virgins.
0: Yeah, same here, same here.
3: And and kink virgins, I
0: love kink virgins. Mm -hmm. That's fun because they're excited and they're into it. And then you get to feel like you know something because you're, you know, you're showing them all the cool stuff. And then, you know, it's it's real cool. But as far as like a sex virgin, no, I had 54 and 6 billion partners to my knowledge. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure no one's lied to me, but I have never had and hope I never do have a uh, virgin even though I know that you and I would probably be a pretty good first experience because you know we give a fuck right and and so that would be good but it's just it's it just seems like a responsibility and maybe that's just my head but I didn't know I there is a movie a Brooke Shields movie like one of her first movies and it would never be made today called baby doll where she was literally it was a Lolita movie and she was a twelve-year-old sold into prostitution. And when they were bidding on her, someone bid all this money. And I was a kid watching this movie, like, what the fuck's even going on here? Right. Um, and uh, they took her away, and some like middle-aged guy. It was like in the 1800s. This middle-aged guy grabbed this like experienced prostitute, and he said, "Ah, I like my fruit ripe anyway." <laughs> I'll never forget it because I don't know why that always stuck with me. I'm like, I like my fruit ripe. And it, it's just been true Yeah, from being a kid till now. It's just there's a certain amount of like, I, I want you to have good experiences. I just uh, that's never been something I've craved. I know guys go fucking crazy. I want them pure and untouched. And I'm like, no, no,
3: no, no. Go, go work out some stuff and then let's take it from there. Well, yeah, I and mean, you were talking about the '90s, like that was like uh, most of like the National Lampoon movies, and and th- those like style of movies were all about, hey, this group of usually guys, but sometimes girls had never had sex before, and they want to have sex before some arbitrary date, and so the whole movie is them trying to kind of woo somebody into fucking them, um, right? And it's 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 a very like it was like I enjoyed the movies, but like looking back on them, it was very much like this is this is kind of weird and <laughs> and and <laughs> some uncomfortable. Of these things may be inappropriate and I'm <laughs> yeah. not necessarily going towards consent and good communication. Especially <laughs> the communication it's like because like there's definitely a lot of like coercion going on and some like non-consensual sure. conversation. Yeah, I guess it's just not yeah. great. Let's get a lot of beer in them.
0: Um, yeah, and, you know, let's yeah, yeah. None of that is is. Uh... Really, a good way to uh, have <laughs> great consensual, non-arresting, non-scarring kinky sex. Mm-hmm. But what we are going to talk about, speaking of coercion and people trying to do things and whatever, we have a Reddit. Yes, we do. And I actually really in I really like this Reddit. And of course, I responded to the person as best I can because I know they can't hear what we talk about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. But I thought it was really interesting because we don't talk a lot about cook queening mm-hmm. on, uh, on cuck queening on on perverted podcasts. Cuck queening. A lot of people have heard the term cuck or cuck hold, which is uh, usually a man who is uh, partnered with somebody and then they are in a room and the partner has sex with somebody else. And the cook sits and watches and is not allowed to join. Mm-hmm. And there is a certain type of arousal that comes from that. And some people are very into that. And it's like a humiliation, but then it leads to arousal and things that I personally don't understand. Right. But there, but there definitely, it is a thing and there's power and dominance and, and it, you know, and in the positive way at the end, you know, it's very sexy and, and, uh, and there's some sort of release or or whatever, and a cook queen would be the female version of it, where a woman sits and watches you have sex with somebody else, and they're not allowed to uh, in to join. So we had a there was a cook queen question, uh, which I thought was actually very interesting and is going to probably end up taking a, a a pensive turn, and I'll just go ahead and. Uh, Read it. I'm not going to read any names because we don't get permissions on Reddit. Um, and someone was asking, did any of you practicing being a cook queen, like for the first time, have it go wrong? You know, even after some months or years of doing it, where you kind of felt like jealous hate for your husband or the girl, you know, being indulging and, in, you know, intimate sex. And then she also asks question for cook queen and thruple here how do you feel when both of your partners share romantic sexual talk during sex in front of you or prefer both not speaking much during sex and so i read these questions and in one sense they're very honest and and feelings do come up even if it's you know your thing and you know there's always things and we'll talk about that in a second but my first thing that i read when she said while you're practicing Being a cook queen Is I'm like If this isn't something that turns you on Or gives you the humiliation that you really like um, Maybe you're not very cooky You know, maybe that's actually not your kink You know, I'm not talking You know what I mean?
3: Yeah and well also like with the, the word practicing, that made me think that it's something that they're they're working through or they're working on. But like I, I do agree that if it's something that they're having to basically force themselves to participate in, then yeah, then that's definitely something that might not be um, in their wheelhouse so to speak
0: yeah because i mean maybe they were told that this is what it is and you know because there's people that are like oh you know i really want a cook queen for a partner you know there's there can be you know there can be a lot of negatives that go on but in general if you have to practice it you can't practice arousal right you know your brain's either fucking into it or not you can't you can't trick your primal Right, You know, those are the things you desire. If you're fantasizing about being a cook and then you're just kind of working out the logistics, that's one thing. But if you're in this situation after, like they said, months or years of practicing it and you're resenting and hating your partner for it. That's probably a good sign. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're not really a cook, yeah. you know, and that's and that's okay. Maybe you're trying to learn how to be poly. Maybe you're learning how to try to deal with the issue of whether or not you have compersion or what you know those things are. And of course, we'll
3: talk. I'll let you go first. Well, go ahead and just go. Okay. So yeah, I I mean, for me, cooking is is definitely something that I. Have um, struggled with and not some. It's I wouldn't call it a hard limit, but it's definitely a limit because I feel mm. like in a lot of ways uh, or a lot of uh, displays of cucking that you see out in the world, it's it's coming across as a in a, humili- a humiliation play standpoint, um, especially if it's you mean a negative a, a negative. Excuse me, yes, um, yeah, in, in a negative light, and and so for me. Uh, I'm I, I I already am not into degradation and humiliation, and so the fact that right. um, in a lot of granted porn, but also you see this in kind of pop culture um, when they maybe they're like maybe they don't call it cucking, but like there's some version of it where the guy has to sit and and watch. Uh, maybe it's two women, or maybe it's another guy and, and their partner um, get it on in mm-hmm. front of them, and it's usually in a, in a at least mildly humiliating way. And, uh, I, I, I have talked to other adames and other doms and, uh, and like some people who cuck and it doesn't have to be human It doesn't have to be in that respect, but for me, that's how I see it. And that's, and it's not something that I'm going to pursue. Um, that being said, I do know that it, you, you can participate in a way that is very healthy and very fulfilling. Cause like maybe like, uh, I've read some stories where it's like the, the, the cuck in the situation is maybe somebody who has some physical disabilities and so sure. watching them be with another person isn't humiliating for them. It's actually very empowering because it's like they were able to maybe arrange for their partner to get the pleasure that they want and and right, that can right. be very wonderful and open and and, and- <laughs> God, that's horribly sad. I I don't think it's sad. I I think it's uh, like I think it could be very. I think it'd be very empowering.
0: I'm disabled and I can't have sex with you. So I mean, it's beautiful that someone could get to that place if you're physically unable to satisfy your partner. But uh, from somebody with a fucking ego like mine, (laughs) it'd be like I'm just gonna go ahead and kill myself, and you can arrange your own fucking dick okay well yeah and so, uh, like and
3: I, I think the the you can get similar setups with like i know that there are there are dildos that go over a penis so it's like maybe if you want to give your sure. partner a different sensation um you can go that sure. route uh but all of that being said again if there's if there is jealousy if you are feeling literally like they the, the literal hatred that they say towards their partner or right. the other person then maybe you maybe it's something like if you want to continue this sort of relationship maybe you don't have to be in the room you could maybe you don't have to talk about these things with the partner after just be like hey you're gonna go have the have sex with that person cool have fun and, and yeah and I mean at that
0: point you're yeah at that point you're kind of you're going into the your version of poly right in that relationship and how to navigate that because not everyone has conversion. and for those of you that are new Compersion is the joy that I have seeing my lovers enjoy themselves with their other lovers. And I have zero of that. (laughs) Um, Even when it's, you know, girls, because, you know, I'm I'm a pig Mm -hmm. um, and I have the girls together. But as far as with a dude, I have no compersion. It's pure tolerance. It's pure working through it and tolerance. But once again, you have to create those. How that works for you Because we're not going to judge people We're not going to judge what your emotional level is What your personal limits are What things trigger trigger you Male or female However you have to work through your relationship Is how you have to work through your relationship With your partners So um, It is really important to be able to make those Benchmarks and boundaries And that sounds like something That maybe wasn't really done here it sounds like they, you know, it sounds like a good idea, but it really doesn't sound like they're really negotiating and talking through this and finding out if this is even something that's arousing or is this something that, like you said, this is not cooked. This needs to now be negotiated, maybe outside the room or find other uh, ways to go about it.
3: Yeah. And I like, I think this is uh, maybe not with Cucking, but like a kind of common occurrence where one part of the uh, couple may have been really interested and in want to try this and the other one is just kind of going along with it um to make them yeah. happy and you know
0: yeah that's not gonna work. yeah
3: and it's not gonna work it, it, like i've i've definitely had partners who i found out later like they were just going along with it to make me happy and it was like that that, that just makes me not want to do the thing anymore <laughs> that just makes
0: me miss <laughs> yeah it that, that, that,
3: that's that's not a healthy way to to run a rela- run a relationship.
0: Yeah, and on the other end, my last point on on this is, you know, nobody gets to bully you into a kink that's not actually yours because it's just not going to work and you will have resentments. So if you are the top or whatever and you want your partner to do something that they're not into, ultimately, just like with any kink that we've talked about ad nauseum on this show, it's just not going to work. You can't force somebody to be into something they're not into. And there may be certain things that you can work around or role play or learn how to tolerate. But ultimately, you can't just force your partner to do things because they're what you want to do. And it doesn't mean that what you want is bad. It just means that it's bad if you continually try to force your partner to do it. That being said, moving into what happens when it does turn you on. Mm Being a cook queen does turn you on. I have had some of the greatest experiences uh, with the positive cook queening. Um, we, we had a partner, and I think we've talked about it on the show multiple times with that actual partner. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll just leave it that I had a partner that um, was super confident As a person, confident in their body, confident in their mind, they were brilliant. So, one of their kinks was Cook. Mm -hmm. They, because they, that humiliation was something that was kind of foreign to them because they had a really good self worth. So, they could really play with it and be degraded and humiliated. And they fucking loved it after they processed the icky that feeling they would get super horny and it was wonderful <laughs> but it was actually kind of a lot of work but they wanted to cut queen and of course in the love lab we had lots of partners at one time and so it was uh you know not all the time but it was a fairly regular play scene where I would cook this partner and I would put her on the floor maybe in a collar or some sort of thing um And then we would kind of humiliate her and I would fuck other girls in front of her. And, and we would be like, you can't watch, you know, you can't be a part of this. You have to stay there. Um, You don't get to touch anybody. You didn't earn this dick. You didn't earn this pussy, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but the, and it was uh, incredible. It was a lot of fun. And I'll talk about more in a second, but what was set up in advance in advance was that if at any point the the person that was being cucked, my partner, if she felt the bad kind of humiliation, or if she felt like a negative feeling that she couldn't process, she had a code word and she would just say join and then she would be brought up onto the bed. Maybe she needed a physical benchmark that she was getting in her head and i just needed to remind her hey this is just play outside of play i fucking i'm impressed by your mind i'm impressed by your body i'm impressed by everything that is you i love and respect you and she just you know maybe needs that benchmark and then go back to um you know exploring the humiliation or just she just needed that physical contact and so she would come and join the bed which happened almost never because she felt empowered cuz she always knew She had that code, and we talked about beforehand, and we talked about afterhand. How did you feel? Because I don't understand the humiliation thing. I was humiliated my whole childhood. Didn't like it. Don't like it now. Don't I? But I understand that my partners enjoy it, so I have to do a lot of research to understand what it is as best I can that they get out of it. So then I can try to, you know, make sure that I do it the way. (laughs) doesn't cause irreversible damage. right? But that really does come down to that type of play. When you start messing with possible humiliation and headspace, you really kind of it's an edge play. I would call I would definitely call cooking in the humiliation. I mean, there are some people that just get turned on watching their partner fuck somebody else. And right. that was the other partner. That was Mew, dude. She loved it. Mm-hmm. You fucking loved seeing it, you know, and also she would have a couple orgasms and literally scoot to the other side of the bed and grab her computer and start gaming while we were all other fucking. Right. And that was like her jam and where it was so funny because she that was what she loved. And then she would join in and hold hands and hold hair. But she really kind of thought it was hot. Right. And so that's great. But in, when you're dealing with the humiliation part, that really you have to put in some time for that.
3: You you really do and you have there has to be a lot of communication. That's that's something we talk about a lot in poly or in just ethical non-monogamy circles in general is it's not just a one and done conversation. You are constantly having conversations and checking in and uh seeing how people are feeling about what's going on and just everything like that. Like I've, I had a long distance partner for a little bit and like, I was encouraging her to go and have partners and all of that. And she would come back and tell me all the things that she did with this other partner that I couldn't be there for. And, and that's, that definitely started to, to bug me. And so we had to have a conversation. It's like, I want to know if you had a good time. And I want to know if there's stuff that we need to talk about on a serious level. But if, if you had a really good time getting dicked down and, their dick is great and feels great. Like, I just I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear about what you're yeah. doing with the other partner. I just need to know that you had a safe and fun time, and and then that that that's it. That's all I need to know.
0: And there's nothing wrong with that. That is that yeah. is actually maturity. It's maturity. <laughs> and people, you know, like snobby poly people. You always hear them because it's like, oh, you're obviously insecure. And you're yes. I am insecure. It's called being a fucking human. And I'll bet if I dug in your fucking pathetic brain, we'd fight some insecurities, too. You're allowed to be insecure. What you're not allowed to do is to take out your insecurities on your partner and try to make it like it's their fault or that they did something wrong. Like this whole slut shaming women don't have value if they've had a lot of partners thing. Look, bro. Obviously, you're (laughs) fucking insecure about the other fucking dudes. So you're trying to gaslight your chick and tell her she has no value because she's had as many partners as you've had. That's right. shitty. That but, to, but it's not shitty to have the actual insecurity. It doesn't make you a bad person to say, yeah, I feel competitive against other guys. And and of course, I'm going to be in my head going, oh, this guy's probably better than me. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I I don't like that. Right. So I've made the way, just like you said, where that is what you have done to manage your insecurity and do your best and still allow your partner to enjoy their life and explore, you know, their love affairs.
3: Right. And like I, I, I just started a um, it's, it's seemingly turning into a, a fun relationship with a, a new person. And and they they are poly. And so, like, we've been talking about kind of talking about their partners, but like they're obviously not comfortable getting into super, super detail. And I'm not pushing that because we're we're still new in this relationship. Right. And and, you know, I, I, I want I want to hear about stuff because it sounds hot. But at the same time, um, it, it's it's going to come from both sides. It's not just what I want to hear. It's also what the other person wants to share.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely I mean, this this post was a lot of fun Because it really I really spent a lot of time thinking about You know, mm-hmm. how we How we get through some of those things that can be awkward And can be uncomfortable And, you know, you're never going to deal with it By trying to pretend it's not there Right you're, It's never uh, I mean, you know, lucky you If you can decompartmentalize You know, <laughs> everything that well personally you probably have some other issues of denial um but ultimately how exciting is it that we get to explore these kind of wild and outrageous kinks and fetishes and all we have to really do is be open to talking about it right in order to make it work and so uh so i hope whoever this person was that That maybe this was just they were just having a bad day because even, you know, like we said, when you cook, um, even if it turns you on, there can be those moments where you see them look at each other a certain way. And you're like, oh, I thought they only looked at me like that. I thought this was, oh, they're really fucking falling in love right now, blah, blah, blah. And you start getting, you know, that's normal.
3: Well, yeah. And and that's that. And that's the sec that's that that's goes into that second part of the question, or a uh, second part of the the Reddit where they're talking about like if the couple that's having the sex in front of the cuck or the cuck queen or whoever, then they start having like dirty talk and and they start like yeah. talking to each other, like that's that's definitely something that needs to be part of the overall conversation. uh sure. Maybe not at the beginning because you may not think about it, but it needs to be there at some point. Because, again, like you were just saying, like they could be saying things that they don't say to you and right. and you need to you need to kind of figure out how what that what that means to you and how that feels to you.
0: Right. Yeah, because I noticed a lot of the times when we did it with my one partner, at some points she was really the star of the play scene because we were both focused on the character of making her feel humiliated. Right. And and making sure that she was being checked in with. Even though we were checking in with her every minute or two with some sort of humiliation, mm-hmm. she was still getting the primary amount of attention. Right. Like, I'm literally turning my back while I'm doggy fucking this one chick and looking her straight in the eye. That is not, I mean, in some ways, that's making it about her. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there is aspects of that, too. There are some times where we negotiated, I'm literally, you're going to be a fly on the wall, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. Or I'm going to just throw a dildo. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so hot. <laughs> <odd. laughs> just literally, you're fucking somebody, and then you see her on the floor, and she's getting all grr. And then you just look <laughs> at her and just grab a dildo and throw it at her feet and say, fuck yourself with it. that Uh, that isn't pretty
3: hot yeah
0: yeah if it's hot if it's not hot to you then that's
3: that's pretty mean but it was pretty hot and and oh that's definitely hot And a it's hot that you did it but not hot that i would probably do it
0: yeah (laughs) sure wouldn't want it done to me (laughs) right that is not my fucking wheelhouse man but what a great topic what a great topic Mm mm-hmm so, uh, I didn't even ask you cause I didn't bother <laughs> asking you because I played on Sunday. So I'm oh, already, you did? yeah, yeah. I talked about it in the beginning of the show. I was pretty much a love God at a spanking party and,
3: oh, fuck yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, did, uh, magical things to somebody. I'm <laughs> sure there, there's still, there's still, uh. They're still laying in bed, cuddling their pillow, masturbating profusely, thinking about it. Right. As they now. should. As they should. Yeah, as they should. For the rest of their life, probably. Because mm-hmm, that's pretty mm-hmm. much what all the women do. But of no, course. it was it was a lot of fun. But did you have any play?
3: Was I have movie? I've had a lot of play in the last couple of weeks. The the person I was just talking about, we met at a play party. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, beginning of the right. or beginning beginning of the month. So
0: now you have said you were. You, I think you had talked about this. <laughs> I, and... I I kind of
3: talked about this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so where is this going now?
3: So uh, after that, we met up a couple days later. Had another had a nice date. Um. At uh. We went to an improv show in true L. A. Fashion, mm, and then so um. Yep. Yep. We met up again. Um. Last no, not not last night. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday night. No, Monday night. Monday night. It was Monday night. Um, And we went to a sex shop because they needed some new toys. And I was like, well, I know the best sex shop in L.A. And so we had a little trip there and had a lot of fun conversations there. And then um, we went back to my place and they sat on my face. Bummer. Um,
0: You sound brokenhearted about that.
3: I am yeah so so broken hard. oh my god that's awesome um, that is awful I, and it's so bad it's so w- bookie, he, when I say that I've been trying to get a partner to smother me with their pussy um, for years um, that is also an understatement
0: that is one of yeah I remember you've talked about that before yeah. as as being like a
3: big that's a big enigma fantasy thing Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and she did and, it and she she did it and oh my god it was as hot as i was hoping for and uh and then after and then she's also she gets very creamy and so i had a lot to drink and then um after after she was done and needed a break she went down and and sucked me off for like ever um wow <laughs> like through through two through two or like she made me come twice um just down there it was um oh, my god it was like i'm still like obviously i'm still flustered because it was just so great there is nothing
0: wrong with that young man
3: i i agree that
0: is i mean when they yeah mmm. Mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. good job mm-hmm. good job so that's now two or three play scenes mm-hmm. and so uh are you guys gonna progress or
3: I, I there's definitely like I said there's definitely chemistry there's definitely mutual interest right um, they do have a, another partner and they are sure sure kind of exploring kink in general but right. um, it does definitely seems like that I I will I am being included in that journey fantastic um, and then in true slut fashion um, on Sunday yeah on Sunday Um, I did another BDSM kind of intro scene, but it was with kind of a group of of friends and one friend was the new person. All right. And it was, it was equally as fun, equally as amazing. They are definitely more of a switch slash top. Right, Right. Um, because we had another person, we had a couple people there who would bottle them for her, right? And so, like, I, I introduced her to the toys, and I demonstrated how they use, how were they used, and used sure, them on her. Sure. And then she was like, "I would like to use them on other people." And so she did that, and just had an absolute blast. And so that I don't, I don't, th- that was just the first time with that. So I don't know where that's going, but um, it was definitely positive and a, a wonderfully fun time.
0: Well, look at that. We're all slowly moving back to whoring it the hell back up. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh
2: my God, it was so good! Oh, that, oh, that, yes, this is probably, I I can't believe you have potato Mayhem, to talk about, oh my God. (laughs) Whatever, we knew it was going to be eventual, Lee. Eventual, but Yay. And that is the end of show 373. Thank you for joining us. If you have questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both the Perverted Podcast group and page. You can support us for free by hitting the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help us be seen on podcast platforms and find other uh, other fellow Kingsters find us. If you'd like to do a little bit more to support us, please consider donating five bucks if you give a fuck to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash pervertedpodcast. And as always, love and tons of smushy smushy kisses to all our patrons around the world, especially to our newest ones. Your support means the world to us.
0: Thank you, Path Girl. Thank you for having a great show with me. Thank- Thank you, Enigma, for an engaging and enticing yep. conversation. Thank I'm you. very happy to be here. Uh, of course, I gotta admit, I am pretty relieved to finally be able to tell people that I'm I'm a kinky person and I I actually you, you, play.
2: You sound different. You sound. I, I can feel the bounce in your voice. I you know?
0: have some bounce, and it's not just my <laughs> oversized <laughs> testicles that I'm sitting on that kind of throw me uh, off balance, but. Uh, no, it's very exciting, and it's been it's been good pushing myself. You know, sometimes you really have to do that. You have to just push yourself. If I wouldn't have pushed myself uh, to get out there and find places where I am welcome, I wouldn't have found those places, and I wouldn't be able to experience that. And that is definitely a thought to end on, that you are responsible to create your opportunities. Nobody is going to do this for you. Uh, Maybe if you're really pretty, uh, which I'm not, um, opportunities will come easier. But if not, you really have to up your game and push if you want to interact with other people because nobody owes you a play scene. Nobody owes you amazing partners that you get along with, that you can have a play scene with. So you got to get out there and start working on yourself. And finding those opportunities.
2: Just remember every no that you get is one step closer to yes.
0: That's right. And we will see you guys on the next show.
1: And here is a new amazing song. Heavenly bodies pull on these ties That swell the storm inside my mind I would feel better with you in my sweater My arms wrapped around you But ooh, my arms are sad Cause right now you're just a vapor That's slipping through my hands And I'm afraid, I'm afraid That my lips will never taste yours Ooh, ooh, ooh I can't dream you Anymore, ella no está miña frente. I can't dream you anymore. Ella se escanjea miña mente. Butterflies and pretty skies cross cinematic prairies. Your head in my lap, I trace your face and feed you wild berries, but ooh, 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 your image shattered like a mirror hit by a rock. These screaming birds like saboteurs, light of the very ordinary and yet evil long clock, ooh, 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 ooh. I can't dream you anymore. I can't dream you anymore. I can't deny that my time in the light is a fight to do right till I get to the night and ignite and excite with delight though in spite of a world that's so cold until we reunite. Call me a waste, but I've surely embraced it For I have no grace in my feet or my face And I plead out my case that I'll soon be erased And dissolve into space without leaving a tree. Shattering chaos, the cost of the loss that circle each day round a boggy swamp. Lying in wait for some food on my plate, though I'm scraping the bottom of the pot. And ooh, I am ashamed, but you get me through the day. And I say, in a lonely world, imaginary romance is better than lying in a grave. Ooh, ooh, I can dream you anymore Ella no esta na minha francia i can't dream you anymore Ella si esta a minha francia i can't dream you anymore Ella no esta na minha francia I not dream you anymore. I'll see you, Skongia,